0: Let me take just a moment to uh, remind everybody to, to be here on Wednesday night for Revival Wednesday. We are, um, we are teaching Psalm 51 verse by verse, and we're dealing with repentance. We weren't able to preach and teach on Wednesday, but uh, we will continue this Wednesday with that word. Also, very briefly, uh, if you weren't here, how many weren't here on Wednesday? Raise your hand if you were not here on Wednesday. Wow. Uh, quick announcement Um, we've been praying for a few years that the Lord would open doors for a bigger building for us and uh, I want you to keep something in prayer it hasn't happened yet but we believe that it might as well be done Um, I received a phone call from one of the elders of the church that we'd love to purchase he called me last week we had a conversation out of the blue And he just wanted to know if we were still interested in in the possibility of leasing the building if that were to happen. And I said, of course. So um, he told me to keep it under wraps. Obviously, nothing's for certain according to him, but for us, we believe that God has already opened up the door. I wish I had a church in here. I said, we believe that God has already opened up the door. Shout hallelujah. so I want you to pray for um, uh, his name is Rich Parsons so just pray for him Uh, God's already working regardless uh, but just throw his name out Lord uh, continue to speak to Rich Uh, the pastor of that church don't like us she doesn't want anything to do with us she shut the door on our faces but God's working with some other folk there oh look at that wait a minute wait a minute Hold on. I wasn't ready for that. Listen. Listen. That stained glass window is beautiful. It's huge. And it's of the cross. It's beautiful. Behind the altar, uh, they have a place for the ministers. It's just huge just to prepare, and it's just amazing. Uh, as you can see there, they, they put new carpet, and it looks like our carpet. That might be a sign from here. I don't know. That's, that's weird. That's weird, Elder Brown. I don't know what's going on. As you can see, it has vaulted ceilings, really high ceilings, and, uh, and it has pews. Uh, Rich said that it holds 300. That's not correct. It hold- Listen, don't clap for that. It holds far more than that. Uh, I believe it, clo- it holds closer to 500 people. And... Uh, And I believe that if it's the Lord's will, I believe it is. I believe that once the doors are open, we ain't going to leave. And I believe every pew is going to be filled with souls. I wish somebody would get happy in here. Come on, I see every pew full of people praising the Lord. And they're not Pentecostal, they're Methodists, but I believe the glory of God is going to fill that church up. Come on, I believe the power of Pentecost is going to hit that Methodist building. Thank you for that, I didn't even ask them for that. That's great, look at that. We're getting ready to invade that uh, neighborhood. They don't know what's gonna hit them. <clears throat> the vecinos are gonna be like, what's going on there? <laughs> and they're gonna see just the great mixture of people here at ALC. They're gonna see black, white, brown, orange. tattoos no tattoos <laughs> it's going to be good i can't wait to have a picnic right in the front lawn and uh, have all the neighbors say who who are you people you you don't look like the other people so just pray for rich that the lord would continue to touch his heart and and listen, God's going God's to continue to get us ready. So if you're here and um, another level require, requires greater commitment, greater responsibility, your faithful giving, all of those things need to be right on par. New levels, new devils. So just get ready for that. How you doing? Is this your first time? I've never seen you before, huh? What's your name? Lisette? Is she your guest? She's your daughter. I do. Great. Wonderful. I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Can we pray for you? Can we pray for you? Yeah? Come on. Come here. here. Horseman. Come on, anoint your hand. Sweetie, we're a we're 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 a Bible-believing spirit-filled church that we believe in the power of God, the power of His Holy Spirit, okay? Uh, the presence of God is already here. Okay. We're going to pray for you. The Bible says you don't need to be alarmed. The Bible says, are there any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church. And that's who you see. Every one of these men and women are ministers, okay, here in the church. There are elders here in the church, okay? That's my father, Pastor Ralph, all right? So we're going to pray for you, all right? We're going to anoint you with oil. This is symbolic of the Holy Spirit, okay? And we're going to believe that God is going to touch you from the top of your head all the way down to your feet. And God's going to restore you. Will you stretch your hand forth, congregation? Come on. We don't need no music. Come on. We don't. We don't need somebody to hype you up. You ministers, to lay your hand on her and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's believe the Lord to heal her from the top of her head to the sole of her feet. Everybody praying right now. Come on, as if it was you up here, your own family. Spirit of the living God, from the top of her head right now, from the top of her head to the sole of her feet, touch now, heal and restore her mind, her memory, touch her from the top of her head to the sole of her feet, in the name of Jesus, In the name of Jesus, restore, Lord, from the top of her head to the sole of her feet. In the name of Jesus, we pray the power of the living Savior be made manifest in her body right now. Right now, right now, right now. I pray that she would see miraculous improvement beginning today. And every day after today, God, let her know that you are the one true living God. You are mighty to save, mighty to heal, mighty to deliver. We lay our hands on her right now. Come on, elders, and pray. Be healed right now. We agree. Be healed. Be made whole. Right now, in the name of the Lord, be made whole. Be made whole. Come on, church, be made whole. Be made whole, wholeness, wholeness, wholeness. In the name of Jesus, that she would testify, Lord, of your healing power. That everybody she sees after her healing, Lord, would see and know that you are the one true living God. Touch and deliver in the name of Jesus. 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 Jesus. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Believing with you. Be seated. Aren't you glad that you belong to a church that believes in God's power? Children, you're dismissed. Go quietly, angels. Quietly, sweet angels... Let me remind you before I begin preaching about church etiquette. Once the preaching of the word of God begins, do not leave early unless you absolutely have to leave. It is a distraction to those around you. And what is about to take place is of the extreme importance, not because I'm here, but because God's word is being preached. If you have to exit and return, please do not march all the way back to your seat in the front. If you're seated in the front, find a seat in the back where you are of minimal distraction to those around you can you say amen to that you don't get up during the movie so why would you get up during the preaching if you get up while i'm preaching i'm going to call you out and tell you to sit down unless you're having an emergency okay that's the only way we learn how to how to stay seated and that's the only way our children learn how to stay seated you have to teach children how to act thank you sister I grew up in church. Our parents would give us the look of death from the, I mean, I mean that, that we knew. When we're, if we were messing around during praise and worship, my mom would look at us like, wait till church is over. And she did it while she was singing, too. She was singing while looking at us like, oh, wait till church is over. Woo. So guess what? Me and my two chubby brothers, we learned how to behave in church. We had our snacks right there in the pew. We were content, contentos, ahí en la banca. We knew we knew better than to misbehave. If we didn't behave, we didn't get any boiled dieta after church. <laughs> Everybody stand and go to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Today we began a new series, put it up there, entitled Vessels. I'm not going to be before you long. Today's message is introductory in nature. I'm going to introduce this word that God has deposited in my spirit. Uh, I have good news for you. While I was in the office, the uh, Lord took me uh, in a little bit of a different direction than 8 o'clock service, and that's all right. Uh, I'm going to minister a little bit differently. For those of you that were here for the 8 o'clock service, it's going to look and feel like a different word. It's the same word, uh, different audience, and God knows who's in attendance. Uh, second corinthians chapter six if you would look in your bibles verse 16 all the way to chapter seven verse one chapter divisions were placed there by the publisher of your bible so don't be afraid or scared of that Uh, follow along with me in your bible as we read the bible says the word of god says what agreement has the temple of god with idols for we are somebody shout we are we are the temple of the living god everybody shout living god Ah, shout living God. God is not dead. We serve the one true living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Our God, I said our God is alive and well. Come on. Jesus was crucified, put in a borrowed tomb, but on the third day he rose again with all power in his hand. Our God is alive and well. If you believe it, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. We serve the living God. Praise the Lord. Now watch what it says. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Verse 17. Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord. And touch no unclean thing. Then I will welcome you. And I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Let's continue reading, please. Next verse, chapter 7, verse 1. Since we have these promises. Everybody read together. Since we have. Stop. One more time. Everybody front to back. Since. Beloved. Let us. Of. And. Bringing holiness to completion, everybody shall body and spirit. Bow your head with me. Father, we love your word. Your word is truth. There is no other. Give us ears to hear, a heart to receive, and the grace to apply. Spirit of the living God, have your way right now in this sanctuary. I pray that your people would be challenged and changed. Lord, that they would be edified. And that your name be glorified. This is our prayer today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Be seated. The Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 makes reference to what we read in the book of Isaiah, the 52nd chapter, the 11th verse. Give me your attention. God calls God is returning his people from Egypt Egypt is slavery it's a type of sin it's a type of bondage God is about to bring his people out of Egypt out of bondage out of sin and so the word of the Lord comes to the prophet Isaiah and he exhorts the people to depart from what is unclean he says depart from them come out and be separate because as God's people were exiting Egypt it was it was important and it was imperative that they understand that they not bring with Them, please hear me. The customs of Egypt. You see, while we live in the world, we are not of the world, though we live in the world, we are not of the world. But we, much like Velcro, because we live in a, in, in a society that doesn't honor God or follow God's word and way, we, we pick up things along the way. Yes, you pick up customs, ideologies, attitudes, dispositions of heart. I dare say some of your theology has been shaped not by the scriptures, but by what someone else told you along the way. And so we, please hear me, because we're vessels, we pick up things, attitudes that are worldly, and we absorb these things we carry these things oftentimes without being mindful or cognizant of the fact that we are bringing into the promised land something that we picked up in Egypt I'm going to say it again we're not aware that we oftentimes bring something into the promised land that we picked up along the way in Egypt yes you and I have attitudes we have customs some of you have a long tongue that you picked up in Egypt and even though you're saved and almost sanctified you, you need to let those things go some of you have Uh, practices that don't honor God. You picked it up along the way and so the Lord is saying you got to let it go because I'm about to cleanse the vessel and not only am I going to cleanse the vessel I need you to cooperate with that cleansing. Yes there is a work of God where he cleanses us and washes us of all unrighteousness but there is also a time and a biblical precedent for you to know that God expects us at times to cooperate with his grace. That means that there is a cleansing that is a work of God but there is an there is an alternative cleansing where we ourselves say lord i need to cleanse the vessel before you pour into it i know i know i know it's hard for you to say amen to this because we want god to do it all it's great and easy for us to say lord purge me and cleanse me and he does it's easy to say lord forgive me and cleanse my heart and he does but it's another thing entirely when the lord when the lord calls you to cleanse your vessel That means that God is saying, hey, I've cleansed you, I have forgiven you, and I've pardoned you. But before I pour into you, I need to address what you have on the inside of your vessel. Uh, over the next few weeks we're going to talk about how God is going to please hear me how God is going to give us the grace to begin to cleanse our vessel you see where you can shout all day you can give whatever you want to give to God you can come to church every service that we have here but nothing's going to change until you get that scrubber in your hand and say God I want to receive everything that you want to pour into me and if that means that I got to stop watching y'all ain't going to help me right here if that means that you I need to wash what my eyes see. I need to be careful as to what my hands touch, where my feet go, because that's what God's about to do with us. Over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about the eyes because some of our vessels are contaminated because of what you allow through your eyes. I don't need your amen. I'm preaching better than your amen to me anyway. Some of us are contaminated in our vessel because of what we allow into our ears. Yes, even cheeseman. My God, help me preach this Holy Ghost. Some of you, oh Lord, here I come some of you your ears are open to cheese man your ears are open to rumors and murmuring and backbiting and you don't put a stop to it and it's like a cancer that eats at the body of Christ in fact I have a word right now for those of you who lend your ear to every cheese muscle in this church every time somebody comes to you and say hey did you hear about pastor and I don't like this and I don't agree with that you got to be careful you better learn how to watch over your ear gates because the devil knows how to spread cancer in an assembly so you have the right I said you have the God given right to look that brother in the face and say hey my ears are not open to that kind of mess that you're trying to solve I don't need your amen I'm preaching real good right now the only people that are mad are the ones that are talking about your pastor behind his back shout hallelujah Hallelujah. we got to be careful so what we allow into our ears what we touch where our feet take us somebody shout vessels You have to understand that we are vessels of God. Romans chapter 9, I know I'm going quick, that's all right. Romans chapter 9, uh, verse 21 through 23 talks about vessels, vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. Whatever the case may be, I believe that God is calling us in this church because he's about to restore us. He's calling us to be mindful of this fact. Ready? We are vessels of God. Somebody shout, we are vessels of God. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, come on, for real, say, neighbor, you are a vessel of God. Shout amen if you're in the house. Because we're vessels, number one, give me number one. That means that every Christian, please hear me, every Christian, number one, has to be cleansed daily. That's right, I said daily. Not every Sunday, not only Sunday and Wednesday, but every Christian, if we are vessels, and we are, we need to be cleansed on the daily. Not weekly, not biweekly, not once a month when you get your high knee to church. No. Every single day we need to be cleansed. Every single day we need to go before the Lord and say, Lord, cleanse my vessel. And not only Lord cleanse my vessel, but Lord give me the grace to help. I'll preach over here. Not only Lord cleanse my vessel, but Lord give me the grace to keep my vessel clean. It is not contrary to popular opinion. It is not the responsibility of the elders and the ministers to keep your vessel clean. No, my friend, the buck stops with you. It is your responsibility to not only say, Lord, cleanse my vessel, but to also then say, Lord, give me the grace to keep my vessel clean. I can't do that for you. I don't live with you. I don't walk every day with you. You come to church for a few hours every week. It's your responsibility to say, God, by your grace, help me to keep my vessel clean shout hallelujah We need to be cleansed every single day. We're going to talk about what we allow our eyes to see. God's about to challenge what you watch on your television. I'm giving you forewarning right now. God's about to bring a holy conviction, a holy reverence for His power and His presence. God's about to renew that awe of His glory and splendor. God's about to check you about what you're allowing to cross the path of those eyes. The eyes are the window of the soul. Matthew chapter 6 verse 23... Jesus says please hear me the body is full of darkness because the eyes are contaminated and I'm paraphrasing but you need to know that it matters to God what you watch with those eyes. Another scripture talks about what we touch. Isaiah said touch no unclean thing but touch to the Hebrew doesn't mean touch touch means that you're connected and tied to something that is unclean and God's about to oh, I wish I had a church. God's about to release. I said God is about to cut off some things that you are connected to there are some toxic things that you are connected to and God saying I need you to cut it off shall cut it off the Bible says if your eye causes you to sin, then I know you don't like this. If your eye causes you to sin, then pluck it out. If your hand causes you to sin, then you need to cut it off." Does he want you to literally cut off your hand? No. Does he want you to walk around with a patch looking like Captain Hook? No. But what he's saying is, hey, you need to be mindful of what's causing you to, to, please hear me, to soil your vessel. If your eye is an issue, then pluck it out. If your hand is an issue, then pluck it out. You're not hearing me. Here's the 2020 version. Ready? If Instagram's an issue, then pluck it out. If Facebook's an issue, then pluck it out. If your television's an issue, then pluck it out. Y'all are real quiet up in here right now. If there's a relationship in your life that causes you to sin, then pluck it out my God, get ready because some of you are about to be in your chair watching what used to be your favorite program and the spirit of God is going to visit you and say hey, your eyes don't need to watch that anymore there are other people here that are fascinated with horror films and horror movies there is a spirit of fear attached to those things that's why the images stay in your mind Satan is masterful at painting an image in your mind that's why men that are addicted to pornography it began when they were children because all it took was one glimpse at that woman, y'all ain't helping me preach in here but I feel the unction of God at my back that's why there are men that are bound to sexual sin in this church and it happened because years ago you saw something and now that image is burned into your memory and you need God to purge you, you need God to cleanse your vessel but it's not only a work of God, it's when the believer comes and says God I am a container of your glory, come on you called me to be set apart you called me to walk, hold for your present and so give me the grace to pluck out everything that hinders my walk with you. Give me the grace to shut it all. Give me the grace to turn it all. Give me the grace to cast it down. I wish somebody would shout hallelujah have the audacity and the unmitigated God to pay $40 to watch a horror movie and then ask pastor to pray for us when the spirit of fear grips your children you open up a door and allow that thing to come into your home but God's about to call you to another level the promise of restoration this is what comes before it God says I will restore I will pour out my blessing I will fill you with my glory and my power but I need to restore the vessel there's some unclean things that are part of your vessel ain't nobody here that loves to eat on a dirty plate, you ain't gonna tell me that you eat off the same plate day after day, even though it's stained and soiled. No, you wash that thing before you eat. Why is it then that you go days without praying? Why is it then that you go days without seeking the face of God? Why is it then that you don't have a secret place in your home? When was the last time you said, God, I need you to fill me up with your glory? When was the last time the holiness of God invaded your soul until there was a reverence? for his presence, and what may sound like legalism to some no, it's not legalism it's cooperating with the work of God to be vessels of honor vessels that contain the glory of God somebody shout Lord somebody shout Lord cleanse me and give me the grace to keep my vessel clean hallelujah Hallelujah! 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 Every day we need to be cleansed. Every day. Every day there are some things that run through your mind that don't honor God. You need to say, Lord, oh God, I bring it before you and give me the grace to cut it off. Don't be asking God to cleanse your heart when your hands remain dirty. Don't ask God to sanctify your heart while your feet are taking you places that you don't belong. The scripture in the Old Testament specifically is, is it's full of scriptures that talk about the lack of soundness in the body. And that word soundness in Hebrew means wholesomeness. That means that there's, when there is no soundness in the body, no soundness in the bones, that means that the bones are broken. They are infirmed. There's sickness on the inside. And the writer would say, there's no soundness in me. In Isaiah chapter 1, when he has an encounter with the glory of God, one of the things that he said was, oh, there's no soundness in my body. He would testify and declare, I am a man of unclean, I'm a man of unclean. Not only in chapter 1, but every time he had an encounter with the glory of God, even with the train of the Lord, he said, oh God, cleanse me, purge me. Take the coal from the altar. Touch my lips and cleanse my mouth. Because I'm a man of unclean lips. And I dwell amongst the people who are unclean as well. God's about to deliver this church from the tendency of praying, God cleanse me. While we refuse to participate with that cleansing work of God. Are you in the house? So daily, somebody shout daily. Tell your neighbor every day. You need to be cleansed. If you believe it, shout hallelujah. The theologian Clark wrote the following. He said, how can we expect God to purify our hearts when we are continually indulging our eyes, our ears, and our hands in what is forbidden? How can we ask God to purify our hearts when we are continually touching things with our hands, watching things with our eyes, listening to things with our ears, that God is clearly forbidden, but God is about to give us the grace to keep our vessel clean. Shout Hallelujah. You see how many want God to bless you, how many want God to bless your home, how many want God to bless your family, your children, your finances, how many want God to restore everything that pertains to you? Shout amen if you're believing God to restore this year. All right, if you want God to restore, then what what is he going to pour into? Somebody shout vessels. Number two, we—I'm moving quickly now. Number two, we have to understand that it is the will of God to cleanse us from everything which outwardly pollutes the body and inwardly pollutes the soul. Notice that the text says it refers to two things: body and spirit, because there is outward contamination that affects us inwardly. Uh huh. It's the spiritual equivalent of secondhand smoke. You can't walk into a room that's full of smoke and expect—come on now—and expect not to inhale what's in that atmosphere. And so it is in the spirit. What you involve, what you surround yourself with. You surround yourself with murmuring. Guess what's going to fill your spirit? You surround yourself with anger and hate. Guess what's going to fill your spirit? You surround yourself with sexual sin. Guess what's going to fill your spirit? Outwardly in the body, inwardly in the spirit. So Paul says, We have these promises, beloved. Let us, somebody shout, Let us. Watch, let us cleanse ourselves. And so there's a time to say, Lord, cleanse me. But there's also a time to say, I got to cleanse myself. The atheist said, I said at first service, it ain't in the notes, but it bears repeating. There are those that say they're fools, by the way, because the Bible says, the fool says in his heart that there is no God. The fool says, I don't believe in God because if God is real, then why are there so many sick people and hungry people? Why is there evil in the world if God is real? If God is a healer, then why is anybody sick? If God is a provider, then why, why do children go hungry? Why the evil in the world? And somebody put it like this. Well, it's like, it's like soap. Soap is also available to many people, but that doesn't mean that they're going to clean themselves. Just because you have access to soap doesn't mean that you're going to jump in that shower. And so it is with God. God's grace is readily available my God I feel the Holy Ghost in here the door of the ark has already been opened. the way unto salvation has already been made clear those that want to be saved can be saved those that want to be delivered can be delivered but if you choose to stay dirty if you choose to stay in your sin if you choose to stay in that trouble then God indeed will say to you I've already made provision for you what Jesus did at the cross is sufficient it's already done he said tetelestai it is paid in full and so that tells us that God has made every provision those of you that need to be clean there is provision for your cleanliness those of you that need to be delivered there's provision for your delivery those of you that need to be filled there's provision for your feelings hallelujah we're contaminated inwardly because of what we expose ourselves to outwardly somebody shout body Come on, shout body and spirit. For those of you that have maintained the mentality, well, pastor, those things don't affect me. You're ignorant to the truth of the word. Well, I can be, Pastor Joe, I've heard it well. Those things don't affect me because yo ya soy maduro. You know what I'm saying, pastor? I'm not a newbie. I've been saved for a long time. I'm I'm a veterano. Yo ya tengo muchos años. Esas cosas ya no me afectan. Diablo mentiroso. The Bible clearly says that bad company corrupts good character. But there are those in the church that have misinterpreted what Paul says. He says, come out and be ye separate from among them. That does not mean that you isolate yourself from unbelievers. If that's the case, if we had to isolate ourselves from unbelievers, then how are we going to share the gospel? Other people have taken that word to mean I can't go to the movie, I can't do anything fun because serving God is about isolation. No, that's not the truth. Some of you think you're holy because you ain't gone to a movie in a while. But even though you haven't gone to a movie, you haven't opened your Bible in a while either. Oh, I'm all up in your neighborhood. I feel it in my soul. Well, you condemn those who look at dirty magazines. You've never opened up God's word. So what's worse, those that open dirty magazines or your refusal to open up God's book? I'll preach over here. They didn't like it over here. We criticize those who are in the casino, but yet we steal from God on Sunday. I need help, my brother. I ain't getting no help out here. I need you to help me. Come on. Somebody shout vessels. We're going to talk about this over the next few weeks. Eyes. Hands, mouth, being sound in body, being mindful of these things. No, it's not legalism, no, it's not being religious. It's saying, God, I wanna be a vessel that you can pour into. Let's be clear, number three. We gotta go. Number three, we are vessels. Now's the time, says now we are vessels. Somebody shout, we are vessels. You need to understand that we are vessels. Keep going. Put up the next point. Man is a vessel of God. And I need you to help me bring this home. Men are vessels of God. You need to hear me. We are vessels of God. But I I need to tell you, while I was in the office, Sister Tobar, you need to hear me. The Spirit of God took me to the book of Acts, chapter 9. And I wasn't expecting it, but He said, just go to Acts 9. And so I opened my Bible. I said, okay, Lord, what do you got to say? You know me. I mean, I'm always saying, Lord, speak. I mean, I'm here. Whatever you want to say, whatever you want to do, it ain't part of my notes. And I said, okay, Lord, what's in Acts, chapter 9? And there it was right in front of my faith. The Spirit of God said, go to Acts chapter 9. So I went to Acts chapter 9 and I'm reading and wouldn't you know that in Acts chapter 9 the Bible talks about a man by the name of Saul of Tarsus and his conversion on the road to Damascus. And the Bible talks about a man by the name of Ananias. Ananias, by the way, is translated Greek. It's translated grace, I should say in Greek. Grace. Oh, what a move of God that Saul would experience. He, would, After seeing Jesus, he would go blind. He didn't eat. He didn't do anything for three days. But the Lord told him, you're going to meet a man by the name Ananias and God told Ananias you're going to meet a man by the name of Saul of Tarsus and would you not know that Saul was blinded but the first man that he saw was named Grace I wish I had a church in here the first thing Paul saw was Grace the Spirit of God took me in the office to Acts chapter 9. And if you open your Bible to Acts chapter 9. Come on, open your Bible to Acts chapter 9. You're about to go home. Acts chapter 9, around the 15th verse. I want you to know that we are vessels. Somebody shout, we're vessels. But you don't know what a vessel is. Please, please let me help you. A vessel is not an instrument. A vessel is not a utensil. A vessel is a container. Uh, help me, Holy Ghost. A vessel is not an instrument. And a vessel is not a, is not a utensil. A vessel is a container. Whew. You see, because we use the term vessel in church, like, I want to be a vessel you can use. Right? I want to be a vessel God can use. But in the mind of God, a vessel isn't an instrument that you use, a vessel is a container that carries something inside the enemy is always after what you carry I wish I had a people with ears to hear what the spirit of God is saying. Hear the word of the Lord. The enemy is always after what you carry. That's why the enemy has tried to kill you. That's why the, come on, that's why the enemy, that's why he doesn't stop. That's why there's warfare. Es por eso que hay guerra espiritual. Porque el enemigo anda atrás de lo que llevas adentro. God, he's after what you carry on the inside. The enemy is always trying to assassinate what you carry on the inside of you. It's not so much what you're doing. It's what what you carry on the inside and once he identifies the gift of God the call of God the power of God he's gonna to try to abort that thing before you give birth to it that's how the enemy operates he's after you because of what you carry he's not after you because of what you own he's after you because of what you carry there's something on the inside of you that's greater than you it came from God and that's why he's after your life because he wants what you carry because we're a vessel somebody shall wear vessels We're vessels. And while the church loves to talk about doing, 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 doing's good, we should do. But the doing should be the byproduct of what we're carrying. When you carry the glory of God. When you carry that anointing, when you carry a word, everything that happens is an outflow of what you carry on the inside. And what we what we have in the church is people doing and singing and serving and working, but they're empty vessels. That's why they're preaching sermons that are powerless singing songs that are dry without anointing the sick come in sick and they leave sick the blind come in blind and they leave blind oh but when we become a church full of vessels that understand that it is God's first priority to heal to restore your vessel so that he can pour into you what he wants to pour into you Then a it does you no good for God to pour into you when your vessel is broken just last night when I was here at church cleaning up the lobby I moved the table too quickly and that pot that was made of cer- of ceramic that ceramic pot fell to the floor and wouldn't you know that even though i tried to catch it that thing fell to the floor and it broke it broke i mean it completely broke and you know what the lord spoke to my spirit when that thing broke on the floor you know what i realized you know what i recognized is that that pot that was once whole the moment that it broke the pieces were not identical there were different people i wish i had a church with spiritual ears to hear and that's how we are that pot fell to the the ground it broke into a bunch of different pieces but even though it hit the ground at the same time each piece was unique in its kind you see and the enemy knows i wish i had a church in here the enemy knows the enemy knows the enemy knows that you're carrying something and so he's out to destroy the vessel. the spirit of god's like boy Boy, 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 boy. I know you're deep. I know you're deep. I know you're deep. God speaks to you like you're just so deep. I'm not me. I'm simple. I'm simple-minded. He speaks to me with great simplicity because I ain't deep like some of y'all. And so the Lord said, boy, I want you to see something. I want you to see the fragments of the pot because once it's broken, it's not not broken into perfect pieces. It's fragmented. I got to bring this home real quick. Just like many believers. Fragmented. That's why they can't contain what God tries to pour into them. Because their lives are fragmented in pedazos. What do you mean, preacher? I mean, they're all right in one area, but there's something else. Ah i mean they're all right with that i mean they, they don't need any more money but boy their mind is sick i wish i had a church in here let me walk to the back they might be well they might be strong physically oh but emotionally they're a wreck they can't make it a day without having a breakdown who am i preaching to in here and so it's not the will of god that you remain fragmented god wants to see you whole come on body mind and spirit yeah God wants you to be whole. Come on. Blessed in your mind. Blessed in your body. Blessed in your soul. A whole vessel. We come to church and we front like we got it together, but you're fragmented. Some pieces are all right. Other pieces are broken. And we're ashamed to say, Lord, this is what I am. This is who I am. I need you to restore this vessel. And God, once you restore it, I'm ready to keep it clean. Containers. The enemy is always after what you carry. The enemy's tried to kill me since I was in my mother's womb. He didn't even wait till I was born, Chris. He tried to kill my mom and me. My grandfather took me home from the hospital my mom couldn't even be released from the hospital I was taken home by my grandfather he picked me up that old preacher had to take me home he hadn't had to do that in many many years but there I was in the hands of my grandfather because my mother wasn't able to be released from the hospital after she gave birth to me the devil tried to kill her on that table and not only kill her but the devil tried to take me out before I even entered the world and you want to know why because my bible tells me that before you were in your mother's womb I knew you I wish I had a child He said before before you were in your mother's womb I knew you And I called you to be a prophet to the nation Before you even born I knew you I wish I had a church in here That understands that the enemy's out to kill you Because of what you carry I'm going to say it one more time The devil wants to kill you Because of what you carry There's something on the inside of you That he doesn't want to come out Somebody shout vessels. You're a container. You're a container. You carry something. More than something, you carry someone. Back to Acts 9. I gotta give it to you. I'm sorry, Dad. Acts chapter nine, around the 15th verse. It ain't even. It ain't even in the notes. She's a witness. You ain't ready? Put it up there, though. I want you to see it because not everybody brings their Bible to church. They come for a show. I don't know what they. I don't know. They don't bring their Bible to church. They think that we're that church. Well, you ain't gotta bring a Bible. Bring your Bible. Amen. Acts chapter nine. Look at verse 15. Woo. Watch. Oh, brother, you gotta. You gotta. Hear. Watch. So, so I, I know I'm, I'm almost out of time. So. So, Spirit of the Lord prepares Ananias, says, uh, Saul of Tarts is going to come, right? You're, okay, you're going to pray for him. Uh, scales going to fall from his all of that. Okay, now watch, watch what God says. Acts 9, verse 15. Ready? Watch. The Lord said to Ananias, Go. Whew. For he's a chosen Now, that word is vessel. Here it says instrument. Poor translation. Whew. Go. Whew. Go, because he's a he's a chosen vessel. I I can't leave you there. He's a vessel. Ready? He's a vessel chosen, talking about Paul. He's a vessel. I chose him. He's a vessel. And the vessel help me in the back. The vessel does what? He is my vessel, and I've called him to carry. Uh, you, you didn't come to church today. He's a vessel. He's a vessel, and I called him, help me in the back, highlight in yellow, and I've called him to carry. Beth, it doesn't say I've called him to preach, even though he would. You're not hearing me. He doesn't say I called him to preach, even though he would. He doesn't say I called him to prophesy, even though he would. He didn't say I called him to plant churches, even though he would. What was foremost to God was what he was carrying. He carries. He's a vessel of mine and I've set him apart to carry what? To carry my name. You see, God's called you to carry something. God's called you to carry his name. Ah, I wish you'd hear me. We carry his name. Everywhere we go we carry his name. We carry his glory. We carry that anointing. We carry that praise. We carry that kabor. We carry that taksa We carry what is given to us by God himself and God is saying this is not a season for you to emphasize your doing. This is a season for you to recognize what you're." carrying. I'm going to say it one more time for the hearing impaired. This is not a season for you to emphasize what you're doing. This is a season for you to recognize what you're carrying on the inside of you. I wish somebody in here would get excited because you know that you're carrying. Who am I preaching to in the back? Come on, Bola. You know you're carrying something on the inside of you that the enemy can't stand. But you carry his name. That's why you, when you walk into the room Demons get uneasy because of what you carry, because of who you carry. Somebody shout, I'm a vessel. Lift your right hand all over this building and shout, I'm a vessel. What are you carrying? What's on the inside of you? The devil's out for what you carry. He's after what you carry. He ain't never been after what you own. He ain't never been after your address. He ain't never been at no, he's after what you carry. He's after that seed that you carry on the inside because he knows what you're about to give birth to and that's why he's trying to kill you right now. If I can kill him right now, I don't want him to give birth to that teaching ministry. I don't want him to be an evangelist. I don't want him to hit the street. I got to Take them out right now. And that's why the enemy is content with letting you get busy while ignoring what you carry. Doing with no capacity to carry. God, cleanse my vessel and give me grace to keep that vessel clean. And if that means that I have to shut it off, then give me grace to shut it off. God's about to tell some of you to cut your cable because your cable causes you to sin. God's about to call some of you to a higher level of holiness. And that means that you're going to have to sever yourself from some worldly things, some worldly ideas. Hear me, I'm almost done. When Isaiah said, depart, depart from them. Touch no unclean thing. What he was saying is, hey, y'all are coming out of Egypt, but there's Egypt inside of you. So you got to be careful. Please hear me. You got to be careful that those pagan practices, that you're not carrying those things on you. Don't bring that mess in here. God's about to bring you to the promised land, and you got to make sure that you're not carrying something from your life of sin into what God has promised you. I'm going to slow down and say it for the hearing impaired. God is about to bring you into the promised land, but you got to make sure that you're not carrying something in you that is from Egypt that don't belong in the promised land. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you, Abundant Life? God's about to separate all the wheat from the chaff. There are some people in this church that ain't meant to go where God's about to take us, and I'm ready for it i ain't gonna cry over it i ain't gonna mourn over it if you feel like god's about to cut you off then baby we love you we'll pray from you we'll pray for you right here all day every day but i know that when god gets ready to take you to another level there's always a preparation and a separation that follows because not everybody wants to carry what god's about to pour in Woo, junior where you at i need you to help come now somebody shout i'm a vessel of god Come on, if you're ready for this worship, I'm a vessel of God. <laughs> Satan's after what you carry. Everybody's standing. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Who am I preaching to today? All the vessels. Let me talk to all the vessels in here. Those of you that realize and recognize that you're a container. Oh, you're so much more than an instrument. God called you to be a vessel. Just to contain his glory. To carry his name. (sighs) The presence of God is falling on this house from the front to back. Will you lift your hands and just just worship him for a moment before you go. Okay.